I am thrilled to announce that An Actor Despairs is partnering with a wonderful CBD company called Kind Farms. Everyone out there has heard of CBD. I started taking it a few years ago when I first started getting sober and to help with my anxiety. Sadly, as one can do, I was overtraining in the gym, and a friend recommended a topical and a tincture to help with the pain. I tried it. It was okay. However, recently, I was introduced to a product that has really changed my life. Not only has it helped me with anxiety, but I am stronger than I have ever been. I'm able to carry out lifts my body used to prevent me from doing. Kind Farm products have single-handedly changed my life athletically and personally. They utilize 100% local licensed farmers, organic cultivation, and CO2 extraction for superior CBD. Kind Farms is turning CBD to a kind alternative to pharmaceuticals. Let's transform tobacco row into hemp row. If you want to get involved, please reach out. Together, we can make a difference. You can use my code RYAN10 for 10% off. You can find them on Instagram at KindFarmsInc, all one word. That's K-I-N-D-P-H-A-R-M-S-I-N-C. And their website is KindFarmsInc.com. Once again, my code for 10% off is RYAN10. And now, let's get started with today's show. Welcome to An Actor Despairs. I'm your host, Ryan Perez. Today on An Actor Despairs, we have amazing actress and all-around complete badass, Selena Lowe. You know her from her new movie, Boss Level with Frank Grillo. She's a martial artist. She's so cool. You've seen her in other things like Half-Hazard, Triple Threat, I had such a fun time getting to know her, and she's going to do so well and take over the career. I'm saying it here, I really want to see her in Warrior Season 3. Selena Lowe, I got so much love for you. Here it is. Selena Lowe, how are you doing? Welcome to An Actor Despairs. It is such Thank a pleasure you. to get to meet you. Thank you for having me. I love all your podcasts. Oh, it means so much. I, I love the work that you do. I, I mean, everything that you do in acting and martial arts is... I mean, to be that talented is insane, and let oh, alone the coordination. Oh, stop. No, it's incredible. It, I'm, it, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, no, okay. Thank I, you. <laughs> no, you, you, you're, you're tremendous. And I think at a time in the world where, you know, it, it, we need more badass women and, and particularly like, you know, Asian Pacific, you know, that's like, it's amazing that to see I agree that, with. you know, and, and, seeing you in something like boss level or haphazard, you know, like being the leading lady, kicking ass, taking names. It's so fucking cool, man. Like we got to get you in John Wick. I'm going to call Kiana after this. I would love that. (laughs) I've always been a fan of 8711. Their action is insane. Yeah. You would be so badass in that. I'll, I'll get him on the phone when I get him on the show, but uh, yeah, (laughs) let's start from the beginning. You grew up in the UK, right? I did born and raised in London. How was that? Yeah, my, my parents are originally from Mauritius, Okay, um, but I was born in London. How was that? I love it. It's home. You know, it's, I think I was one of, in primary school, I'm not sure what you call that here. I know it's different. In primary school, I think I, I was the only Asian girl in my class. It's, it's, wow. It's funny. It's quite topical right now. You know, with all the Asian hate, it's something that yeah, makes me incredibly I sad. Mean, we just had, you know, uh, the horrible Atlanta shooting and then, you know, another one today or last night in, in Boulder. It's it's just been so awful. And I, 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 
I, I mean, I'm so glad to have you on and it, it, it's such a, I, I'm, I'm speechless. It's, it's incredibly sad and I just, I don't understand it. I don't understand how we're like at this place right yeah. now. It, it just doesn't feel right. And it's awful when you read about these things and it's people that look like my family, like my mother or my grandma. And I'm like, why can't people understand that? Like, no matter what race you are or where you're from, we're all just human beings. We yeah. all believe the same way. We're just people. You can't. No, I know. It's horrible. It's, I mean, Trump and, and so many bad things have happened, but, uh, you know, I mean, when you were when you were in school, did you have an idea of being the only Asian oh, yeah. member of you did? I, I mean, I, for, for the most part, it was OK. Um, you know, obviously I had friends. And, yeah, totally. But I, but I noticed, you know, I noticed racism. I remember there was this one kid um, uh, and he was Indian and he was getting bullied. I stood up for him afterwards. He had a go at me saying that I just made things worse. But yeah, I would, I would, I remember this, it stuck so clearly in my mind. They said like, what's wrong with your eyes? They look like um, space sources just like sucked into your head. Yeah. I mean, and it, it's fine, but it, it's like, I, sometimes I just don't understand why people do that. We're all just human beings. No, um, I mean. That, and that's... especially like with, like currently. So it's not entirely clear how COVID started, I believe. But, you know, one of the theories is that it started from transmission from animals to humans. Yeah. This isn't the first time that's happened. You know, no. Ebola, malaria, you know, it, it, it happens. It doesn't, Lyme, Lyme not, disease, if you count insects, exactly. you know, yeah, yeah. It's not particularly to a race. Another pandemic will happen. It will be started somewhere. It could happen anywhere. And to, for people to be so close-minded that they're like, oh, China. And so they're... Scapegoating. People are dying, like, all, yeah. all the scapegoating. Yeah. People are dying yeah. that have done nothing. They've worked really hard. They're like, the same as you, same as everyone. And they're just people and they're getting knifed and they're getting shot and they're getting it. I just read this morning, like a, um, a man from Thailand, I think it was like 84. He got shot to the ground and then like attacked and yeah. died because of the way they look, because of their eyes, because of the color of the skin, because they're Asian. It's yeah. not okay. It's, yeah, it's horrible. And I, I'm glad, you know, that I have you on to talk about it. Um, you know, I mean, talk to me more about growing up or talk to me about, you know, martial arts and acting. Were, were your parents artists? Like where, where did the creativity bug come from? So, um, no, my dad's an accountant. Oh, wow. Literally <laughs> um, by the books. <laughs> but my, my sister has a Chinese restaurant. Wow. I do martial arts. I played violin and piano. So people would joke like, oh, it's really cool. I'm like, I'm just pretty Asian. <laughs> <laughs> like where did, uh, was that something that your parents encouraged you to do? Or did you pick that up oh, yeah. in school? Yeah. yeah. So they, they um, loved martial arts and the old school Jackie Chan movies. Like I grew up on that. And Rebel in the it Bronx, was actually something I, I wanted to do. Write mm -hmm. a 10,000 word essay on why that's the best film ever made. Yeah, I love Armor of God. Oh, yeah. J Classic Jackie, man. I mean, you, oh. I, I know Bruce is obviously amazing, but Jackie Chan is is just as good, I think, you know? Have, have you read his book? I haven't. Is I, I didn't even okay, know. You, you have to read. That was something that really influenced me as a teenager, just because of his struggle, where he came from, and how hard he worked, and, and just going through all that strife, and to yeah. go to where he is. And I feel like, and I hear that he's just such a lovely, humble person, super hardworking. Yeah. And it's just incredible. Like that was a big inspiration for me. So I grew up on all those movies 
And when I was four, my parents put me into Kung Fu. And um, I actually didn't love it because I'm small. I'm yeah. a kid and I'm like... Well, you, and you're four, you know? And I'm four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then as time went on, I I grew to really... Lo- I was in love with it and I started competing and I, I loved being part of a team. And it How was long my was life. that buffer period? Sorry for interrupting. Uh, so, between, no, no, no. Between so when, I'd say, when you... I'd say between four and around... <sighs> Eight, nine, I realized I was good. I think by 10, I was competing. Actually, I remember... Um, Were you a black belt by then? Fun week. Um, by about 13, 12, okay. 13. But I, I was training six days a week. I'd compete in the weekends. I remember Monday morning was... I don't know what the tech, like where you make stuff. And, and I would always be asleep because I would have gone away for the weekend and have been competing. So like schools are all struggling. Physical but exhaustion, yeah. Parents, I'm tired. Yeah, totally. But I could only go to class because initially it was once a week. And then when I started to love it, I wanted to train more and more than I was on the squad. And my parents would say, like, you can only train if you get, you know, straight A's, if you're making sure you've got your schoolwork. Wow. That was tough. How did you balance Um, all that? I was very tired. (laughs) Yeah, I hope you were able to take some naps now and and make up for it. That's. I, I actually function on very little sleep. I think wow. it's just a programmed thing since I was young. Um, it's probably why I look so tired now. But no, you know, I, uh, you look great. I, that's very a, sweet of you to say. Oh, I mean, every word of it. That's amazing, though. So talk to me about, you know, getting in, into competing like that. You know, I mean, obviously, I guess in probably the late 90s, early 2000s, martial arts really kind of blew up when the UFC happened. Yep. But, you know, before yep. that, it was kind of more the Bruce Lee, Jackie Chan, you know, classic martial art films. and. Mm-hmm. You know, when you were competing, was it was it was it like you know Karate Kid style competitions, or was it was it a mix of you know all martial art disciplines like Jiu Jitsu, Muay Thai, or it was um, more specific? So Wushu Kung Fu. So I I competed in um, Wushu, which are certain forms and weapons, and then also uh, like Chinese kickboxing. So yeah, um, they were different, but it was just. I really love being part of a team. If I ever have children, it's it's something that I would encourage. I would love for them to do martial arts. At the time, like, I really, really just understand why my parents wanted me to do it. Yeah. But I think it teach, teaches you so many great qualities, like just the discipline, being part of the team, and the focus. I think it's something that stays with you and, and helps you on every area of life later on. Yeah, it's applicable yeah. to every field. I'm, I'm curious, you know, being in the UK, was it an eclectic mix of, of ethnicities in your class? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's wow. a mix. London's pretty cool like that. Um, it is a mix. That's why it is so hard to see the racism, Yeah. but in general, you know, I, yeah, totally. And, and I don't want to harp on about that too much. It's just, I, I'm, I mean, because you were, had to be such an academic while you were at school, do you feel like more friends were in the, in the martial arts world or was it an equal balance of school and martial arts community? In school, no, I think I was the only person in my, yeah, that in my class that was into martial arts the way that I was. Yeah. But then obviously with my team and the people I trained with, we all loved it. The same way we all shared this passion. And that was a great, wonderful thing. I think mm-hmm. when any collective like group of people come together and they share something that they're passionate about, I think that's wonderful. And, and growing up in the UK, obviously there's such a, a rich Elizabethan history of theater. 
were you aware of that young? Like, you know, I, I don't know if you guys call it the same thing in the UK, but we always call them field trips where you like go somewhere as a group. Like, did you go yeah. to any, anything on the West end or any Shakespeare? We, we absolutely did. And um, it was like the national youth theater. Oh, and what an amazing experience. Incredible. And I was always obsessed with it. I was always obsessed with musicals and plays. Cause I'd also done, you know, like dancing, the piano and the violin and, um, the acting and I think my parents really just wanted me to be able to to have the things and experience things that they they didn't have yeah. and um, I just grew I just really loved it I, I feel like from a very early age I knew that I loved performing I never thought oh I want to be an actress oh I want to I wow. just knew that I loved it and I felt really at home there I loved to dance I loved yeah. anything physical and then I and after that I loved the competition and the martial arts yeah. it's just this state of mind that you go into um, how to explain it it's just a different state where like when you're in the zone yeah and it's an incredible feeling that's amazing I'm, I'm that's so cool um they, they I'm never cur- expected me to take it seriously or as a profession that did not go down well what so then I'm, I'm curious you know like a, along the way at what point did you start you know maybe taking classes in acting or, or doing acting things was it not till after 18 or was no, it before no, then so I no 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 it was before then so I'd had classes and I would go to Sylvia Young Theatre School during summer and random classes. I remember being very little and going to some, just all these different experiences that my parents wanted me to have. It was, it was always something different every day after school and then it would be homework till, I, I actually wasn't allowed to go to bed until I'd finished like a mental arithmetic paper that was two years above my age. That oh sounds my terrible. God. Yeah. It, was okay. it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> they just, they just wanted the best for me, you know? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> yeah, amazing. so. Was theater yeah. something that you were interested in or was it more I, like, you know, the Jackie Chan movies? Like when you saw yourself as an actor, where did you envision yourself? It was just great storytelling. Yeah. I loved the way that movies had the ability to make me feel a certain way. Yeah. It's the escapism. And the way they tell a story and how you really believe it and you you feel it and you buy into that and you sometimes wish you were them. So I would watch a Jackie Chan movie and then as a kid, jump off the sofa and pretend to be fighting loads of bad guys. I oh, mean, yeah. not a lot has changed, but, you know, I feel yeah, like living totally. now. But now you have really, the real I, bad I'm guys. Still just, they're just now actors. I'm, just I'm still just a kid. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's changed. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what we are as actors, curious kids. I, I love that. That's so astute. Um, so then at what point... Um, you know, did you, did you realize, transition into yeah, acting? Yeah. What I guess where did you realize like I I, I want to pursue this? Like I wanna I wanna do this profession. So what happened was that I actually injured myself and I, I had to have double knee surgery. And so then I couldn't compete anymore. I obviously couldn't train the way that I did, and that was devastating. I'm but so then sorry. I found that acting was a no, no, it's fine. It was yeah. tough at the time, but you know, I think I I genuinely believe that everything works out the way that it should. Yeah. And then I found like acting was a different outlet that I focused on. And once I'd hit that point that I just really enjoy storytelling, like that was it. I knew I had to do this, even if my parents weren't so happy about it. And then I had the knee surgery and I found that, you know, I still do all my fights and all of that. So it's, it's not like I wouldn't ever go back into competing right now, but I can do it to a level that I'm, I'm proud of. That I'm pleased um, with that I feel like works, especially, you know, in film. 
and combine that with the acting. So I feel like it was just meant to be. And even though at the time it just didn't feel that way. Yeah. It, it worked out. That's amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. I, I don't know. Forgive me if I'm ignorant, but does a knee injury like that, is that something that would end a career in martial arts? Com- competitively. Yeah. Got it. That's competitively. Cr- yeah. So then at what point, you know, living in the UK, did you start to navigate like agents? Did you, did you go to college for acting or what was your plan? So I did go to drama school, but I'd say around 15, I I always was kind of, it's funny how like when you're really young, you feel like you can do anything totally, and nothing scary. Yeah. You're going to the moon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. So so I'm like that. I was also one of these kids where you're like, don't touch the iron, it's hot, you'll burn yourself. <laughs> I know, me too. Do, I, I, I just love, yeah, I, I don't know how to Me, it was the, um, the hibachi so for, grill because I never believed it was hot. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, so, so at 15, go, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. So, yeah, no, 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 not at all. So around 15, um, I... What was I think I, I so from already my classes and I'd been spotted by various talent agents. I would do various action things and commercials and random things. And then I met someone who's still one of my best friends today called Dean, who he'd, we met on a music video, but he had then moved to Bangkok to pursue like his dream is, is, is doing action movies. And so what happened was his father had recently died from brain cancer. It was sudden. I think at the time he was, I think, interning in investment banking or something. And he realized life is too short. Like, yeah. do what you love. And that really inspired me. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, why wait? Like, I want to find out what's out there. What can I do? Yeah. So I went out to Bangkok and... You took a leap of faith. You know, my, yeah, I think I... I went to like recce first and I told my parents I was going on holiday with a friend. They still don't know if they watch this, they're going to murder me. Oh no. Um, yeah. <laughs> do so, we need so, to, like, do we need to not talk about this or? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't have Google alerts. <laughs> That's amazing. I, they're not that good with tech. They can't okay. hang up right, on a WhatsApp cool. phone. So I, I think sweat. it's okay. Yeah. But so I went out there and I wrote out a CV and I literally looked up production companies, knocked on doors, handed it out. Was this before or after drama school? This was before. Wow. I I kind of went back and forward. Yeah. Wow. So Um, when when you got there, was there much of an industry there? uh, Yeah. I mean, there was lots of people, lots of expats that that had come over there. And I found them like on Facebook and stuff and like found out where they trained. And... I mean, there was tons of stuff going on on at the time, like just in general with my life. I just felt like I, I needed to try this. I, yeah. I don't know. I was young. I was stupid. And uh, literally like knocked on doors and was like, this is what I can do if you have anything. Um, and then I started, I did a bit of like modeling and stunts um, before I got into acting. And then I came back and forward, did more acting training and then did some like action movies out there and kind of just built but it was all very random. Yeah. And I, I don't I don't suggest it to anyone. I'm not saying as a teenager, go out halfway across the world and, and do I, I don't I'm amazed that I'm like it's pretty crazy. But 
it well, was you, just, you worked so hard for it. I mean, when you when you say you went back and forth, do you mean back and forth to London or back and forth between drama school and 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 travel? Yeah, to London and to England and to drama school. Yeah, Got I it. just knew that this is what I wanted to do, and I I also wanted to be out there learning like firsthand and working, and because I I've been actually you know, doing the acting and the dancing and the martial arts since I was a kid. And I just felt like I can do this. I, yeah. I, like I said, young and stupid, just, I want to do this. I have to do this. Like I have to try, I have to do everything that I can. Yeah. And so systematically, what was your approach first? Was it, was it to get an agent? Was it to get a, a stunt job? Like, what did you do? It was just like, what could I work on? I wanted to work. I wanted to see what it was like. I wanted to see behind the process of like what I watched and what I adored and be a part of that. So I, I did, you know, like, modeling to support myself yeah. and I started doing some stunt work and commercials and then small parts and then I got the bigger parts it was just just going for it that's amazing and and talk to me about you know those early you know getting that early commercial and even stunt experience you know would was that how you kind of felt the rhythm of getting used to being on set and the functionality yeah, of how learning. it all works yeah yeah that's- just learning just learning and knowing that I have an end goal and no matter, I, I remember my first apartment, it was literally by a swamp. I would open it in my, and it weren't even, they weren't even proper curtains. It's like a shower curtain and it's like literally like a swamp behind. And, and I didn't, I couldn't afford um, a mattress. So, but what I needed, I got a gymnastics mat. So I would train on that, wipe that down and then sleep on that. Wow. And um, I, I look back on those days at the time and I would write things I'd have on my wall and I print out pictures and just things I wanted to achieve. And I look back at that and I, I remember at the time being really sad, but still excited because I knew I wanted to do this. Yeah. And I, I, I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. Like I, I'm. You, yeah, you okay. emerged victorious though. You know, that's so beautiful. It was all. Well, I'm still working. I, I still have a lot that I want to achieve. I, I don't know, but. Um, oh, well, you trust you know, me, you're killing it. That's amazing. So then talk to me, did the drama school that you're at, did they do a showcase that got you rep? What was the process for you getting representation? No, I, um, I, I would send out like a hundred emails. And then my first manager, uh, repped Maggie Q and I was a big fan of hers. And I must have sent him about in one year, maybe like 10 emails. I never got a response. Eventually I made a video and I said, I know you're busy, but if you don't reply, I'll just keep calling you. Yeah, totally. And I got a response. I, I got a response. And he's like, I think you're a little bit crazy, but, um, and I don't take on. Yeah. So, and, and that was, I just try, you just try things. You've got to try. Yeah. No, we all have to grind and get rep. I mean, it took me years to get rep and it's such a, it, it, it's such an individual journey, you know, everyone's journey is so different, but that's so cool that you endured that. And once you got him, what was like the, uh, the kind of material you were going out for? Because like, I know in, you know, in, in London, there's so many like aristocratic period dramas and that kind of makes I know. The- and it's my dream to be in a period drama. I love them. Like the Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth and Sense and Sensibility, some yeah. of my favorite I love those. And I'm always like, oh, well, I'm Asian. Like, that's not going to happen. I mean, hopefully, I mean, Bridgerton was great, but what, I, where are the Asians? What What about Warrior? Uh, I did not hear about the audition, but I love Warrior. I think that's oh, great. I just had the lead and I'm, on. I'm hoping that more and more. Sorry. Oh, Andy? 
Uh, Jason Tobin. Jason. Okay. Yeah. 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 But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's so cool. I mean, that, I, I, I mean, I can only imagine, you know, now with films like Minari and, you know, I mean, I, I don't love the title, but crazy rich Asians, you know, we're seeing more, yeah. you know, Asian specific material. It, yeah. There, there is more. I still don't feel like there's enough. No, not, you know, not, and me, especially like starting out. I'm sorry. No, 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 sorry. I totally agree. I didn't mean that in that way. I just mean, I'm curious, you know, because like what you're saying, history dictates Caucasians dominated this period. When you were auditioning, what was the material you were going up for? Uh, um, a lot of like Chinese waitress or initially, you know, um, action on, stuff. On, on BBC shows? On, yeah, on, on everything. It's just not that varied and with the Chinese accent. Um, I think it's getting better, but I still don't feel like there's enough. Yeah. And yeah, it's frustrating, but I'm, I'm hoping that things will change and things are changing. Yeah. Well, then but it, it, is, it is frustrating. You know, I'm, uh, obviously because he was your rep, I imagine you told him you had incredible martial arts skills. When did that, you know, was that something on your resume that, that played a part from the get-go or did that not come till later? So actually what I found was that putting that on there wasn't that helpful to me because they see that and people sometimes can't understand that if you've got that skill set, you can't also be an actor. You're a stunt woman. Yeah. And so I, I, I one time got like this um, uh, feedback from this director. And he said, you're a great actress, but the way that people just see things, they, they box you. So I would recommend taking off Wow. Your, your, yeah, previous achievements in action and just say you're an actress and then later on, that, that's okay. And that actually worked. That actually served me better. It's a shame. Yeah, it is such because, a shame. Because people have yeah. such limited, limited scopes of mind. It's so yeah. annoying. And then, so did, as you started to get your first credits, they were literally, you were just hired as an actress. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I that's mean, don't get me wrong. I love the action movies. But uh, you still have to focus on when casting. You don't focus on that, on, on any of that skill set. But it's a nice plus. And I feel like people are getting slowly a bit more open-minded. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of things that frustrate me. Yeah. I, I, I totally. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I totally understand. I'm curious, you know, because the Chinese market is is bigger than the American market at this point. Did you have an interest in, you know, going up for films there or was it mainly just British projects at first? I would love to work in China. Um, honestly, because I don't have a Chinese passport, uh, that is a disadvantage when yeah. they trying can to hire. cast for Chinese yeah. passports. Yeah. 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 It's so annoying. I, I mean, it's the same so thing for me. Like wanting really, to, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. So then, you know, uh, I mean, how about, you know, American projects for you going up for those as well? Because a lot do shoot in London, you know, where you getting auditions for things that came there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like, you know, as time has gone on, I, I hear about more things. It's just, yeah, 
Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's cool. Well, I mean, it's um, complicated. There's there's so many like politics behind a lot of things and Yeah. And and then at, at once you got your first few speaking roles, were you then able to go back to you know, being able to pursue action stuff, you know, that, that you had proven yourself as an actress, then you could be hireable for, for action roles? I think so. I mean, it's still a process. I've still got a long way to go, but I'm, I'm just so grateful, like for boss level. Because, I mean, I cannot say enough good things about Joe Carnahan. I know yeah. that I was like his favorite and casting's favorite, but then there was like a two month period where there was uh, political issues I think it was something to investors and um, wanting like a really big name. But he really fought to have me because that was just his vision and he thought that I was right for the role. And thank goodness it worked out. That's so, I mean. It's still, yeah. Well, but before we get to there, talk to me about like, you know, something like the Scorpion King. Would you say that is the first thing that really kind of, you know, was an action thing that, that opened up horizons for you that were otherwise not tangible yet? Yeah, I've done that. And I did um, one of the Prince and Me's with Catherine Siren, who directed I Adore Her. And yeah, so I feel like as when you get those credits and those movies are the kind of lead, yeah. I feel like then people recognize, but up until up until someone takes a shot on you, it really, it's... It's, it's that catch-22 is nobody yeah. can take a chance on you until somebody takes a chance on you. But you need somebody to take a chance <laughs> on you. Yeah. yeah, it's so frustrating. It's That's frustrating. It. So if you don't if you don't mind, you know, for all the listeners, what what buoyed you? What kept you going during that time? I think it's just how do I explain it? It's just like a deep sense of this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This yeah. is where I feel at home. This is something that I want to achieve for multiple reasons. And and I, I want to prove to myself that I can do this. And why not? Yeah. You know, why not? Totally. And I'm someone like I love to try. I, I love to work hard. I love to try really hard. And I believe that anyone can achieve anything. I love to encourage other people to go for their dreams. Just put everything you can into it. And then you know that whatever happens, you did your best. Yeah, absolutely. And once once that film came out, that did that help get you things like the debt collector and, and other, you know, Bangkok Rush? Was that something, you know, the Scorpion King or, you know, t- what was the thing that you think ignited the, the you know, what was the thing that the chance, so to speak? I don't really know. I feel like I just kept doing I just kept working and doing what I could. And yeah. there was a period of time like I took some time out because my dad was really unwell. I'm so for sorry. Three years. And so family is really important. Yeah. And so that, that was something I had to be there and I wanted to be at the hospital with him. And, um, but that's way more important than anything else. Yeah. And then I, like after I got my US visa, boss level was actually the first or second audition that I did. And I, I booked that, but I, I really feel that that, was I mean it's, I don't I can't say pinpoint any one thing. Yeah, I just like to feel like I'm moving forward and I'm doing the best that I can. You're doing great. I mean, uh, do you think haphazard was the thing that got you boss level? Uh, no, I think it was just Joe Carnahan being the visionary that he is, and just just having a sense of what. I mean, I'm sure there are lots of people that could have 
done the role, but I no, feel like you were I, amazing in that. And, and, you know, you got that, that, uh, refrain that you always say to Frank Grillo's character, you know, I mean, it's so funny, but it's, it's amazing. I mean, that's, that's the cool thing about that movie is it's like, it, it's, it's action and it's intense, but it always buoys comedy as well. You know, when it's, you've it's got funny, but it has heart. So yeah. that's what I love about it. It's and funny, it's aware it, of itself, you know, yeah. like it, it knows exactly it's, what it's trying to achieve. Talk to yeah. me. Of, I mean, you know, when you got the audition, did you know that Frank Grillo and Mel Gibson and Naomi Watts were involved? So I was filming in Berlin for a miniseries for Audi when I got the audition. And I remember starting to read the script. I'd gotten into bed. It was a long day of shooting. And I thought, okay, I'll read like half of it today, half of it tomorrow. Yeah. And I could not put it down. It was the funniest script that I'd read I loved it. Yeah. And so I remember the next day because we had to, we were filming and I remember just having these big eye bags because I was so tired because I stayed up all night reading this going, this is so amazing. Like I'd love to be part of this. I'm just yeah. getting really excited about just the script. Uh, fortunately, that scene was me being kidnapped and I was tied up in a car boot. So it, it worked out well that I had eye bags. It was fine. Oh, amazing. But I, <laughs> but I just remember reading that and thinking this is something really special. And so in between filming i just i put down the tape sent that off as a you know self-tape so it was a self-tape it was a self-tape yeah who, who did you work on it with um a friend who i was on who, who i was on the audi series with i just got to read in between our takes amazing and i and, sent that off and did you feel good about it when you sent it off i i mean as an actor i kind of you have to there's so much rejection you have to just do the audition forget about it, move on. Otherwise you'll drive yourself crazy. I remember the yeah. first auditions I ever had, I'd be like really hopeful and thinking, oh, maybe, maybe. And then pretty quickly yeah. you realize that it doesn't work like that. Hence the so, name of my podcast, An Actor <laughs> Despair. I love it, I love it. I'm like, oh, this is so right for me. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's amazing. And so <laughs> let's, so, so you boomerang it, right? How long goes by before it comes back? Okay, let me think. Um, I think about a week. Oh, so rather quickly. I think about a week. Yeah, I mean, it varies, but sometimes it, it can be pretty quick. Yeah. And I, 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 I'd done it. I loved the script, but I didn't expect anything of it. Yeah. I think that's often the way. It's like sometimes the things that you, you don't, the, the ones you do, you feel like you do really well in, you don't know who you're from. Oh, the ones you feel like, just, you could never tell. You just never. can never tell. Never. You know, it's so random. And so when it, when it came back to you, what did that phone call indicate? Like, hey, we need you in LA or, you know, we need you to uh, do another they, tape. When they came back to me, um, they asked when I was available to Skype with Joe Carnahan. Wow. So and, it, it was pretty, pretty much yours, so to speak, at this point? Well, so I was just, well, I mean, I, you know the process. So they'll probably, and I know because he's, he's told me. So I think he Skyped with about, 10 different actresses and there's also like the producers and the money guys that yeah. have certain ideas about what's going to put thumbs on seats literally totally. yeah so i remember though getting that email and just being what yeah <laughs> what and then we skyped and i was so nervous i'm pretty sure i cursed a lot and um i okay so i used to teach like summer school work with a lot of kids i'm pretty sure i admitted to sometimes kids are so terrible and like there was this one kid that was a bully I admitted to sometimes thinking like saying that no oh, this kid just deserves a good slap 
and hey, I, we're I, all fucking thinking it, you know. So who gives a shit? This kid was a bully, and I told yeah. the parents, and the parents were like, no, my son would never do that. And your kid's a horrible kid. Like it just, yeah. you know. Call him. I'm we'll get him. So much trouble yeah. for saying this. I'm not. I'm not condoning. No children. child abuse condone here. No child abuse here. But just don't no be child. an asshole. That's just all. Don't that's be all. An asshole. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I remember getting getting off of that and just being like, "What did I just say? Like, he must think I'm a terrible human being." <laughs> <laughs> so it was just an and, interview. It wasn't even like you had to do more sides. Uh, or- I think we, we we talked about the character and we talked about things and. Um, and, but actually, by in a conversation, he was just—he was really excited. I think he really appreciated like how I felt about the script, how I felt about the character, and my ideas. And then he was like, "I want to get you on with Frank Grillo tomorrow." And I was like, "Oh, I'm filming tomorrow. Like, can it be?" He was like, "No, no, tomorrow, tomorrow." He's so like—I I don't know if you've watched any of like his interviews, or yeah. he just loves to get things done. And and so the next day, I, I skyped with Frank, and Frank was like, "Oh, hey, you know, Joe says like." You're going in. I'm sorry. I just want to say, hey. So at that point, I feel like, oh my sure. god, yeah, yeah. And then about a week later, I get an email saying, oh please, like please don't book anything else. We're just having some little issues, but everyone really loves you. Like casting loves you. And so then it was two months of I think them figuring out with yeah. the money guys or whatever. But ultimately, Joe fought for me, and I got the part. I remember because I just arrived in LA. And wow. I had gone to see Sharon Bialy, who I adore, incredible casting director, incredible human being. Yeah. And I'd gone to see her in the office and she was telling me how she really enjoyed my casting, how, you know, now I'm moving here. You know, she's going to bring me for auditions. She was so supportive and she was saying, I'm so sorry. It's just, there's just issues with the money and the, the yeah. producers and the, and I was like, okay, okay. Like I accepted. Yeah. I have no control. Yeah. I have no control. That's yeah. okay. I understand that they need to do what's financially right. Yeah, I leave and I get a message from Joe saying, can you Skype me? So I Skype him outside Sharon's office and he's like, you got the role. <laughs> it was such a, it was amazing. Sur- surreal. So I go back up to Sharon's office and Sharon looks at me. I look at her and she goes, I just got the email and we hug. And um, I adore her. She came to visit us and said, we went to dinner. She, she's amazing. So she's amazing. And so then you, did you guys shoot in LA? No, we shot in Atlanta. I think I had like two days and then wow. I went out to Atlanta to start training. Oh, you, it was so quick. It was so quick. Yeah. Wow. I planned, I was just visiting. I was going to go home. I, I didn't have any staff. I, um, yeah, just went out there. And I mean, talk to me about that flight. You must've been so like, th- your mouth must've been grilled to your ears, you know? I think I was just in shock. Yeah. I think I was just in shock, but just so grateful, but just in shock. Yeah. And so then for a film that size, you know, do you, you get to Atlanta and do you start working with the stunt team immediately or because of your background? Yeah, yeah we, they- tra- we, trained every, we trained every day, which was great. Wow. And um, I really enjoyed that. And we had an incredible team. And I know that there were certain, they would add in certain things that they wanted. And like, there's not time to do everything. So they were great. I would say like, can we train? Can we practice? Like, I know it's our day off, but yeah. can we do this? Yeah. And, and, and so we did. And I, I adore them. I think they did an incredible job. And, and I just, I loved it. In your training, you, you did have weapon training, right? So the sword yes. was, it wasn't something new to you. No, it wasn't something new to me, but it was just, you know, 
every movie has a different style. Um, there's different visions for how action is done. So it's slightly different from what I do, but it obviously makes it, it's a huge help having that background in martial arts. Yeah. And it's just fun, like learning new things. Yeah. So, yeah. And then yeah. Um, talk to me about shooting it. Was it was just a blast? Yeah, it's, it's incredibly fun. Yeah. There were times when, because we were on a very tight shooting schedule, there were times when Joe would be like, okay, like, we were running out of time. Okay, well, can we bring in a double? And every time I'd say, Joe, like, I've got all these bruises. Like, I practice this. I want to do this. And he would say to me, okay, if you can get it in rehearsal, we can do this. I'd say, okay. And so then I would nail it in rehearsal. And then I would Amazing. do it. Amazing. <laughs> um, but I, I'm just, like, appreciative. Yeah. I love that. And then, you know, when, when, that, when that film was finished shooting, did that then get you you know, on more people's radars, but even before it came out? Uh, I, I mean, I did, I, I did book um, another action movie pretty soon afterwards, but then because of COVID that's been pushed. I, do, I don't know how much of an impact it's had yet. Yeah. Uh, I feel like because of COVID, a lot of things got stalled. There's not as much castings, but I'm hoping to, you know, I'm just going to do the same thing that I do, just work hard, try and audition for as much as I can that I feel is right for me. And yeah, hopefully. Talk to me about, you know, your, your pandemic. Have you been auditioning a lot? Actually, this year has been pretty quiet. So I think things are starting to pick up now. But yeah, it, it's interesting because it's all now self-tapes. You're not going into the office. Yeah. And so I've taken the time to, you know, write and read and try and improve myself in that way. And then I started up collecting fish. No so way. I spend a lot of time. Yeah. Um, where where did that come from? I was lonely. And <laughs> during this year, I have um, dogs back home that I wanted to bring over because of the pandemic. I couldn't travel. So I thought I didn't want to get another dog because I have my dogs. So I felt like a fish was like a low commitment pet to have. I'm sounding so incredibly sad right now. I'm no, there. it's okay. Um, it's a sad time in the world, you know? It's a, there's no need to, you know? I mean, we're all feeling it. <laughs> so, and then I just, I, I really enjoyed them and it was something quite relaxing about watching them. And then I just thought, and now I have 13. Wow. And they're shockingly um, tricky to maintain. I will say that. That's incredible. 13? Yeah, I've wow. got a neon tetras, tetras, a Danio, and a baited fish. That's amazing. I never, I never thought I'd be a fish person, but hey, it's an, it's an Pandemic, odd time for everyone. You know what hey, it does. Odd time for everyone. Don't judge. <laughs> yeah. So then, you know, talk to me. You know, what's what's coming up for you? Anything? You know, you said that one film is is looking like it will hopefully happen. You know. Um, yeah, it, I think that will happen later this year. I'm just auditions are starting to pick up now, so. Uh, yeah, I just hope to continue to work. I'm going to yeah. continue to write. I'm just going to keep has doing what I do. Has boss level changed, you know, like your, your social media and people? I mean, I imagine you, you've, you've really garnered a bigger I following. Think it's, I think it's increased a bit. I've never been huge on social media. I just yeah. can't quite get the hang of it. And I, you know, I'm getting really positive responses from it. Yeah. Some weird. Sometimes from random people, some very disturbing, but overall very positive. 
And so I, I hope that has a positive impact on my career. I'm just grateful for the opportunity. Totally. And, and it, would you say it's a balance of, of action and, uh, you know, acting or is it, you know, both or what's, you know, how's it so, turning I mean, out? I, I would love to do like a, a comedy or a drama. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, and eventually, hopefully I will get the opportunity to do more of those. But I also love the action. And if I can be telling great stories and including that skill set that I have and I love, then I'm very happy to do that too. Yeah, of course. I want to do a lot. And I hope that as time progresses, like I'll get the opportunity to do more. You're going to. I I know it. You're a superstar. You know, Selena, I'm so proud of you. You know, talk talk to me now. I mean, do you feel like in some of the auditions? You're so sweet. Oh, no, I mean every word. (laughs) Uh, in, In some of the auditions now, I don't know if this is ever a world we'll get to. But when you get an audition now, do you feel like we're getting to a place of, you know, openness where you're getting an audition for being who you are? It's not for an Asian role. I would love to say yes, but I still genuinely, if you ask me honestly, I still feel that um, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. But it's definitely getting better. Yeah. Yeah soon you know i mean I, I really hope that you know and i mean that's yeah. so amazing and 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 talk to me you know a few fun questions here for you what outside of the fish what's what's kept you buoyed during the pandemic because we're we're all fucking losing our minds you know like what's kept you sane <laughs> wine no i'm joking <laughs> i'm joking i joking. I'm joking this podcast is brought to you by <laughs> yeah no um so i think just taking the time because like I've had some time to just think about how I can improve and like what I can learn and what I can do and just I I think it's important for anyone so like every day life is short yeah every moment counts every day counts so I feel like I I have to do certain things in my day that feels like it's moving me forward as well as keeping in touch with the people that I love and making sure because it's a difficult time for everyone making sure that the people that you love know that they matter to you and making sure they're okay yeah. Beautiful advice. And, and final question, you know, for, for the young Selena's out there that are, are maybe the only Asian person in acting class and parents aren't supportive of whatever art respective they want to go into any words of wisdom you might have. Hmm. Well, like I'm just not the person to be asking for advice, but it's okay. I would say just know who you are know what you stand for, know what you want, and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. That's amazing advice. What are you talking about? You just crushed that. That's, a, <laughs> that's amazing. Well, Selena, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's thank please. Thank you so much for having me. This is like the highlight of my week, like the most interaction oh, I've had. And you're incredible. I was just going to say, please come back. You know, like I- I, I would I, love to. I adore you and, and you're going to be so, it's going to be amazing. Keep going. Keep inspiring. You're giving me hope and and it means so much and so much love, okay? Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So much love. If you like the show, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening.